1: back to the Lardcast. cast, uh, my name is Tony, with me is Russ, what, what is, what is Reclaim 9, can someone remind me, what? That, that's how I want to introduce this thing, <laughs> what is Reclaim 9, and then I want to yeah. be like, man, it's been, it's been so long, but I remember when I first you know getting started getting introduced to the truths of reclaim nine they meant a lot to me at at the time um they were more impactful you know then than they are now it's more something that um you know you just kind of like you just assume and and believe now you know
0: yep yeah it's like kind of part of your dna in a sense yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i'm gonna say something that's um for for some people will be a relief. And for some people in the ministry world, um, or even people within the church world, man, who are just, you know, from the member side of the of the equation, can be a little bothered by. But I'm convinced that teaching in general, right? Like you can study the scriptures, dude, like the rest of your days. Right. Billy Graham said something like when he was like 90 years old, like he felt like he was just getting started. Um And I believe that. I'm all for that. But the longer I live into this reality of life with Jesus, okay, marked by a freedom that he's brought about, a journey of faith, an unknown, right, adventure, day to day, the more I'm convinced that you almost need like a foundation, you know? It's like there's like foundational truths that you learn that really, really shape like your whole paradigm. And then it seems like you don't have to keep studying them. You know what I mean? Like over and over and over, like, like a reclaim, right? Like there's these foundational truths that are such a game changer. Yes. And, and once you see them, it's like, it's in you and you start living in light of them. And if anything, you encourage others in them. And then you might be encouraged also right by a brother or sister, man, as you can have moments of uh, just neglect or forgetting or whatever it might be, but yes, it's, you don't have to keep studying it over and over and over and over and over again for the rest of your day.
1: No. I mean, the scriptures talk about the word implanted in you. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in you, not you richly dwell in the word. Hmm. So I agree that, you know, in Ephesians, I think it was, you know, uh, Paul summed up his theology, one father one Lord, one baptism, one faith, kind of was his, you know, doctrinal statement, you know, yeah. so to speak. So he had the gospel and maybe a creed, if you could, if you could call it, you know? Yeah. I, so I, dude, I 100% agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They weren't like mass producing copies of, of, of you know, of Ephesians, man, for everybody in the known world to be able to have and study and read. And I mean, you're talking, dude, it, it, it would be 1,500 years from yes, before yes. that was even a possibility. Yes, so and then, so all, what and then everybody,
1: of- yeah, and then all the, like, the, the, the capital D disciples, you know, in all the churches are, like, always talking about getting back to the early church. You know, like, man, if we could just have what they had in the early church, we'd be good to go.
0: Oh, you mean, like, <laughs> no sermons and no Bible studies? <laughs> <laughs> or, like wait, 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 what? I'm like, yeah, guys, they didn't have copies of these. Yeah, dude, 100%. So it goes right,
1: dude, like, like or dwelled in them. Yes, the word's <laughs> been implanted in you. Let the word of, of Christ, you know, yeah. and what is the word of Christ? Like, dude, it's, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's not, it's not that much, man. It's not a lot of information.
0: No, it's a person, man, right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. man. That's Reclaim One. That's the whole John series that we've done. If, if you're new to this podcast, feel free to check that out. I mean, incredibly enlightening about... Wait, I'm recording? That, are you recording? I think so. <laughs> But if not, you can delete this out. I was like, what? we went from having a conversation and you talking to
1: people. I was like, wait a second. I thought
0: it was a good one. I'm like, hell, <laughs> go hell. might as well go with it. It's not like we say that much. It's good, so you got to grab it while you can, baby. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Too but funny. seriously, it's like, yeah, he lives in you, man. Like this is who you're walking with, and all like, and I don't hear you saying like the scriptures, you know, don't matter or neglect them as much as we're saying. Like, let them be; they're true because they're they testify to Him who is truth and Him who is truth has a name. He is life. He is truth. He's the way. He's the word. His name's Jesus. That's who you live in. That's who lives in you. Walk yeah. with Him. Amen. No, what I what I'm
1: saying yeah. is, I think. God and his wisdom has brought, if you want to talk about like theologically robust, you know, philosophically profound, Mm. like kinds of, kinds of thoughts that will undo, you know what I'm saying? Layers and layers of, of thought and behavior into simple parables. Yeah, dude. Into simple statements. That even the most illiterate in a society can grab onto Mm -hmm. and believe and things that philosophers can geek out on and talk over forever and ever. And yeah, and that's what I'm saying, like in his wisdom, he's figured out how to bake truth and wisdom into his son and in just these simple like the way he lived his life. The, the yeah. things that he said, how he described what God is like, I think only God can do that, you know? Because for something to be profound, it needs to be like, almost like a, nearly impossible to communicate and to grab onto, yeah. right? So, kind of like, you know, the Greeks of Jesus' day, constantly pouring over conversation, 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 right? Yeah. Big gatherings, they gave their entire day to just, you know, thought. And... Here comes, you know, Jesus with a simple parable about two guys walking to a bar and it'll freaking, it'll undo you, man. It'll, it'll, yeah. you know, but at the same time, comfort you and make your heart explode and be in mm-hmm. awe of the love of God. So yeah,
0: I, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think that's why we fear the, the simple. Sometimes it makes you obsolete. It makes the complex yeah. obsolete. Yep. Yeah, and there's no, there's just. It, and not only that, but even, you know, all the control mechanisms you're trying to drag into every equation possible in life to feel like you're, you know, on top of something. Yeah. And it just pulls it right out from under you. It's like, no, here's just the simple truth. It's like pull. Yeah. That's a great way to put it, man. So I, th- well, we probably have to you know
1: say okay we're we're officially recording i don't know where we're going to start this thing but this right is at the beginning uh, baby <laughs> this is re- reclaim uh reclaim 9 uh, if you're joining us for the first time and you're wondering what the hell are these guys talking about we kind of yeah. started in the middle of a conversation um and we want to bring you bring you along we've been we've been talking through a book that we wrote together. It's called, uh, reclaim. And that book went from, uh, you know, pencil and pen scratches on napkins around, uh, pub tables to, you know, little write-ups and workshops and, um, you know, of an official training that we put together that that no one wanted to buy. (laughs) So, we turned it into a turned it into a book, put it on Amazon. Um, it's available. You can look up Reclaim, Reclaim Johnson, Reclaim Sourcy. There's a few uh steamy romance novels with the same name. Um uh, just so just so you know, neither Russ or I's abs are on the cover of the book that we wrote. So that'll that is, give you that a, that'll give you a clue as to which which is the right reclaim
0: you should be buying. Look for Somebody. three gradient circles. Somebody had wrote in one time, and they were searching, and they found what you're talking about. And they said that when they reached out, they said they thought it was me, but then they realized <laughs> I did it was a little, little more tan. He's a little <laughs> more tan, and so they were like, "Nope, uh, here they are, some circles, some
1: yellow circles." Dude, we should do an alternative cover of "Reclaim" with us, with our shirts off. <laughs> Yeah, we, should, we should find someone we can't, you know, because the other one I think is like a guy with like a wolf or something like that. We should just find like a husky dog that'll no, not, dude. not kill us. like a little like a little toy poodle. We <laughs> <laughs> like a toy poodle. We should, oh, we should. That
0: would be amazing.
1: <laughs> but uh no, we're we're in reclaim nine, the chapter's called play, and it really is, I think, um Spaces is how can how can we be the church just in the everyday? So how can the church, if you want to use this language, scatter right throughout the world and all the little nooks and crannies we find ourselves in family and life and community, um, as we just you know love on people and look for opportunities to share news of God's scandalous love. You know if those opportunities come up and and people are open and 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 willing to hear and willing to converse with us on that. Um, and then how can the church gather to encourage, you know, each other and just kind of like maybe live in a rhythm of that as neighbors, but then also as, um, as disciples together. And so that was the last, um, podcast and this one's called play reclaim nine is called play. And really it's almost a conversation on, um, if you could probably say church leadership or how we, how we kind of function Um, together in the body, maybe gifts could be a way to talk about that, how we're wired, how we're kind of like made in Jesus. Um, and something in the church is really complicated and really only made available for a very certain few, um, you know who are allowed on stage and can come mm-hmm. on staff and stuff like that and then the church is mostly kind of like wired for consumption. You know the the masses of people just kind of come and observe and they kind of just consume um a bit of uh you know spiritual you know advice offerings, <laughs> advice <laughs> theater
0: <laughs> yeah uh
1: entertainment And so mostly it's just kind of like, well, leadership and maybe ministry is just for, you know, a few who are called, who are really passionate, who went to school. um, When everyone else is just kind of, Hey, just come so we can check your attendance and give us your money, give us
0: your money so we can keep all this stuff going. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll throw in like, you know, you're involved, um, you know, man, you know, you've got a ministry, bro, like. You know, you're a parking lot attendant. Right? Or a grader. or
1: make sure those kids ain't smoking them cigarettes out there in that parking lot.
0: Yeah. Watch hey, old Fern, hey, hey, Fern, Fern too. to Church. Fern ain't been get driving too church. well lately. She she almost ran over Brother Bill last Sunday on the way into the service. And but um on a serious note, I mean, there are all these like volunteer acts, right? They go into um like the big great showdown on a Sunday. And that oftentimes gets thrown under this umbrella board of like ministry. And I think what we did in Reclaim 9 is we're coming along and saying, well, ministry goes far, far, far beyond this. And at the same time, it's even more simple. It's something very organic. It's everyday flows of life. It's something that's like naturally coming out of you because of the Jesus who lives in you so there's like these various elements of right of jesus at work in us that we get to play along in and i think that's reclaim nine so if you had to use like churchy words you would say reclaim eight is like about missiology it's like how you go about being the church in the world like okay cool well then reclaim nine play is about ministry ministry like what we do as people who are following jesus And what we're trying to unpack here is that that doing is something that's connected to Jesus. Who's at work in you. It's not something you're bringing to the table. It's not some weird list of gifts that you have. And Bill over here doesn't have. And maybe if you worked hard enough, you could be like Bill and you could do these things. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. we're sort of like dispelling all of those myths from the scriptures and saying, none of this is in here, guys, this is beautiful and simple. And it's just Jesus at work in and through us. And this is the stuff that we get to really chew on. This is the tangible, this is the everyday flows of life. It's ministry um and everyone, everyone gets to play. there's no yes. there's no benches, right? There's no benches in the kingdom, man. There's no star studded athlete who are on the court, and everybody else just sits on the bench and then everyone else is playing a role in you know producing the environment. It's like no, 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 no. Where we all have been invited to come play in what Jesus is doing. Yeah. And Ephesians 4 is where we really go to. Ephesians is probably the book I would say we speak to the most in this chapter because unlike you know some of the other letters that we find in the scriptures, Ephesians, a couple of just cool things to note here for everybody who geeks out on stuff like this. The city of Ephesus, okay. This is written right here in Reclaim 9 seem to operate as a base for gospel movement, okay, due to its prominence as a hub of transportation and commerce. And unlike other Pauline letters, Ephesians doesn't address specific leaders, leader types, or deal with specific issues, okay, occurring inside this specific expression of the church. So due to its, like, inclusive nature, many scholars believe that Ephesians was a letter intended for various expressions of the church, throughout Ephesus and beyond almost like something that could get picked up in this sort of transportation hub and get, you know, wherever they could possibly like write down another copy of it could spread somewhere else to help people think about how to go about ministry as the church.
1: Yeah. I think what you're saying is like a broad general letter versus a real specific one, maybe like Galatians, which is like a very personal letter to a
0: very specific crew, like from Paul. Yeah, so I was going to say real fast Marcus Barth called it the Constitution of the Church. Mm. Right? Just to kind of give you an idea. Like, here's a look Marcus at how he's a go
1: constitutionalist,
0: about it. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. They say, he, I mean, he's a brilliant dude, but they say he, um, I mean, he was like a freaking tyrant, man. That dude like, loved to debate and would just like bull over people, man. Are you guys related? <laughs> no. But that's just because of all those characteristics I just listed that are opposite.
1: <laughs> yeah, we get into Ephesians. Yeah, I don't better, know how there. deep in the weeds you wanna you wanna get. Um maybe we could save some yeah. you know for people because I know that there's been some people who have picked up reclaim and and are are reading through it. But the whole yeah. idea is that dude Jesus has, has won, dude. He's a victor he's overcome mm-hmm. everything in his life death and resurrection and there's some language in here that would be very similar to what some what someone would do when they you know uh won a battle um you know had that victory in war they would gather all the all the um um all, all the valuables of mm-hmm. a particular uh, town, city, and they would bring them back, and they would uh, distribute them, and 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 give out to everyone really the benefits of their their victory. So there's some language that's very very similar
0: um, yeah. here. Where it what says, Jesus has done, yeah,
1: but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's the gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captive captives and gave gifts to men. And mm-hmm. so we have this victorious Jesus, who in his resurrection really set us free, and gave gifts to men. And I think yeah, one of the key, that. and so these these gifts that he's talking about, um, are according to the measure of Christ's gift, meaning mm-hmm. all the categorical uh, ways that we talk about ministry in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Whether it be you're a teacher, whether it be you're an apostle, we can kind of like break that down. Really just someone who's kind of a sent one really is what it means. It's a little bit more robust. A prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, or Mm -hmm. a teacher. Really when it says he gave gifts according to the measure of Christ's gift, what we mean by that is Jesus is the true apostle. He's the sent one from the Father, right, Mm -hmm. to the world to rescue um he is the true prophet he's the mouthpiece on behalf of the father on behalf of the trinity to come and tell us what god is really like he's the true evangelist spending time with those on the margins letting everyone know they're loved and included Mm -hmm. he's the true shepherd that will sit with you dude and care for your heart and give you grace and patience and love you and be with you and, and practice presence with you and never leave you and never forsake you even in the midst of all your shit
0: come he's on the, brother
1: he's the true teacher who takes com- uh, the complexity of god and breaks him down so that we can understand what he's like that's in what i like parables simple simple statements right um but did i get through all of them that was all of them right
0: Yeah, brother. That was it. That's why I was was singing along with you, man. He's the
1: the true apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. And so when he ascends and gives gifts to men, according to the measure of his gift, what that means is, um, he's living his life through us. Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Jesus is living his life through me so that, For me one of my wirings is I'm kind of like this evangelist kind of teacher and the only reason I'm like that is because of the presence of God in my life the only reason I'm the only reason I'm like that is I'm borrowing from him he's living his life in me um because now, there's if it was, out if there it was up that. to Tony, I would be too. I wouldn't care about people. I would primarily just care about myself, which there's plenty of evidence like of that in my life too.
0: You'd still be the evangelist teacher. You'd still be like a a sales a salesy influencer who helps people see things, but it would just be pretty centered on like clothing brands. Yes, 90s hip hop you know craft beer things like this but yes because of Jesus at work in you right you also start to see that wiring that was already in you because he's already in you that's the cra- that's the craziest thing to me sure and and now you just really see that align more with with things that lead to eternal life man yeah in the ephesians 4 like there's always this debate like around verses 7 through 11 um on you know, all these words here and what they really mean. And you kind of get these different camps that sort of exclude or, you know, people. But the bottom line is, you I mean, you already hit the nail on the head, dude. He gave, right, gifts. The word gifts there, like actually, word it means ministries, okay, ministries given by grace. And then it says to each one of us, which literally means to each and every person. Mm-hmm. So like that list that you just ran through of Jesus, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, working in and through people, inviting them to come play along in what he's doing in the lives of other people, wherever they are, in the everyday flows, right, of life. Um, he's invited everyone to play in this. Everyone. yes. And that's important. Cool,
1: it's very important. And I think what's cool is when you, when you embrace church as an identity. And the way of the church in the world, whether it be the gathered, scattered nature of it as a way of friendship in the former expression, you had one day a week and not only one day a week, you had one hour, hour and 15 minutes. Maybe you stuck around for two services, three hours in one day a week where, where the, where the church quote unquote is trying to imagine Mm -hmm. ministry. Okay. Okay. Yep. And really, all you have is an opportunity for one primary person who's a teacher. That takes up 45 minutes of it. And then you got a dude or a gal up there singing some songs. That's your other 20, 25 mm-hmm. minutes. An announcement and then maybe a prayer at the end. The band's probably got like three, four, five, six, seven people. Depends on if you're trying to be like Hillsong or whatever. You got like eight lead singers up there, all of mm. them are all of them are dancing around and making you know hand expressions like every single uh, every everybody else who's doing the same thing across the world. So you got like only like fifteen people, dude, are able to participate yeah. in this. You know what I'm saying? Like in at one hour of the day, and um.
0: I think, yeah. what,
1: I think what we're saying is church is an identity and we've been placed and we live in communities. We have families, we have neighborhoods, we have places that we frequent. We have mm-hmm. common, we have common interests in, you know, live music, um, smoking cigars, sports, um, outdoor activities, you know, working out, um, running you know all kinds of you know different things and, and ways that we connect with other tribes and and converge with people with similar interests do when you embrace when you embrace the church as a way of friendship everybody gets to play yeah and there's all kinds of opportunities for you to lean into you know what Jesus is doing and how he's expressing himself through you to other people
0: yeah and i think it's important to know like it's a couple things. One is you get a couple two tree couple two tree <laughs> Sorry, I was just with Chad Bazzara, dude, who was a firefighter in Chicago, and he does that phrase better than anybody I've ever heard. <laughs> he just breaks it out randomly and I cannot get out of my head. But um we uh we um I think we I guess what I'm trying to say here is there's an element of ministry you get to plan. I think is one of the most inviting things in the text. Okay. So when you were talking about like this, you know, the big giant gathering with, you know, a handful of people who are really using these and everybody else is a spectator. I know there's that crowd that's going to come in. Cause I used to do it as a church leader uh, for years where you would defend like, no, 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 you don't understand, you know, the janitor, you don't understand the person who put, you know, folded all the bulletins. You don't understand you know, the ministry of our sound guys, you don't understand the ministry of our, you know, of our greeters. And, and I would say like, we're not in this, what we're unpacking here from the scriptures is not diminishing that people said, Hey, I want to serve and do these things by all means serve, welcome people, you know, run the soundboard, you know what I mean? Fold bulletins. Great. But that is to me like, okay, that matters, like you said, man, for an hour, maybe an hour and a half on a, a Sunday for those who will come in a culture where the vast majority aren't and even more want nothing to do with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What we're seeing in Ephesians 4 is Jesus going like, yeah, cool. You you wanted to serve and full of bulletins. Love it. But the ministry of what I'm doing in and through you looks like this. You look like someone who's. You know the apostle, right? Like you said, man, it's a, it's the sent one. It's it's someone who's going into a place and in in bringing up stories and and insights into what God is like in places where it's not among people who aren't in that conversation right now. Okay, they're establishing right good news in places. The prophet who's coming in and declaring, "Thus saith the Lord," right? Kind of works like a rudder on a ship. That's in a sense like keeping us pointed. To, you know, what I mean, to what the scripture is actually saying versus what everyone around us is saying. It's saying, I mean, that is like, if reclaims anything, dude, it's a like spirit of that. Yeah. You know, the evangelist who's going in and making positive connections with people like you brought up earlier and people coming around this, these are, I feel like when you're talking about ministry of Jesus in and, you know, at work in and through you, even in the simple ways of everyday friendship, man, it's this. Mm-hmm. And I love, love that because I've seen so many people go, Nah, man, I'm just not wired for that. That's why I just run the soundboard, right? But then let's say they like the majority of people right now that have just been burnt and burnt out in the name of Christianity and walked away from this whole thing that we, you know, created in the name of church. Now what do they do? There's no soundboard anymore, yeah. and they feel like, Yeah, man, I guess I don't really don't have anything to give. And it's, it's like, No, dude, I'm glad you ran a soundboard. Sounds like you're a servant and you've got some skill with sound dope. Don't confuse that though, with the ministry that Jesus invited you to go play in, man. It's more robust than that.
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of things that contributed this. to that one is defining church as a building and a particular hour, you know, on one day a week within that building. The other thing is the professionalization of ministry. You know, yeah. we started to, you know, have seminaries and schools and like, you started to really hone your craft as a teacher. Um, It was only for those, those who were really, really talented, you know, yeah. at it. And because, you know, church has been influenced so much by corporate, uh, the corporate world, you begin to hone your product. And you begin to get really, really good at, you know, scaling pu- it. Yep. Yeah. Pushing out your product. Which means, you know, the pool is going to get very, very small for who's able to hop on that stage and be a part of, you know, mm-hmm. that thing. So people who I think who are like maybe teachers, but maybe they don't have like a dynamic stage presence um, or, you know, they don't look good. You know, <laughs> They're not very marketable. Um, Sad, but they, true. They know, true they, in that world. A hundred percent. Yeah. A thousand percent.
0: Dude, I've been, in, that I've
1: been in staff meetings and I've been around church leaders assess people's appearance when it comes to, um,
0: bro. And they're the the apprenticeship on ramps into like mega church leaderships. I've been in rooms where they're evaluating the appearance of their spouse. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, does she look like an NFL quarterback? No. Well, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to work.
1: Definitely, if she looks like a linebacker,
0: NFL quarterback's wife, I have to. It's early. That's what I meant to say.
1: If she look well, if she looks like an NFL quarterback, maybe, maybe. But if she looks like if she looks like an interior defensive lineman, that's gonna, that's gonna be a no. It's just
0: so, just so sad, man, because you're right. You hear like teacher and it's like, man, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I can't break down. Right, so Greek you're evaluating and, that. Right.
1: You're right? not, and it's
0: like, you're, no, not, no, thinking no. Of, yeah. you're not thinking of, yeah. know, I think of this verse, can you, do you love to help people grab onto what God said? Like a friend in conversation, your, your father, your brother, your next door neighbor, your kids. Well, yeah, man, I love, I love to help them grab on like what it says. Well, guess what? A, you're, you're a teacher, you're a teacher. At, at, that's a you're all of these things don't get me wrong you're you're going right you're you're sharing good news you're speaking what's true so in a sense there's all of these things right at work in and through us but it just seems like one or two of them seems to always sort of be like raised to the surface you know what i mean like you have some a, like some a knack for it. yeah yeah you find a lot of joy in it oh russ i'm not i'm not like pastor so-and-so i can't possibly be a shepherd you know i don't have a counseling degree and i'm like well do you care about the health of people? Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, man, like my my wife's always thinking about people who are outside who don't who haven't heard this good news yet. And that's like seems to always drive her. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like an evangelist. Yeah. He goes, for me, that's not the case. I just think first and foremost, I'm thinking about like, how's their soul? How's their soul? I'm like, well, guess what, dude? That's a that's Jesus, the shepherd at work in you, man. Yeah. Go run in that. You really want to like build trust with
1: people, get to know their story, and you like asking lots of questions and listening and sitting with people, and you value friendships over the long haul and being loyal. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm just like, I'm going to invite 120 people into my driveway for a party, and I'm just going
0: to keep doing that. Mm. Yes, I could see that 100%. That's a, uh, I think um, for me, it, it's taken me a long time, dude, because like you, right, you're you running all of these things and you sometimes wonder like, man, which one is it, you know, at the core, but there's, there's, I definitely think often about the spread and planting of good news in places, right. And among people where it's not. Is, is always on my heart and mind.
1: You're very much and, an apostle.
0: And uh, and then second to that is like the truth of what it, it actually says because of how life-giving it is. Mm-hmm. That's that more like prophetic nature because yep. it's very hard for me to be around, Um, I'm just confessing here, but it's hard for me, man, to be around the ministry settings that are undoing good news. In the name of good news, yeah. And just watching people just get enslaved, man, yeah. to this religion we call Christianity, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I'll stop there for certain.
1: Oh, yeah, same, I know. Man. I know
0: that's in YouTube for sure.
1: Yep. Um. But yeah, so I think so. Reclaim nine. You know, I, I think if you're if you're tra- if you're traveling with us through this journey. There's probably been a lot of like, you know, aha, we can call them, oh shit moments (laughs) where a lot of things have been, you know, kind of uprooted, undone, maybe new ways of, of thinking and you're, you're probably wrestling with a lot and you have a lot of questions and please reach out, connect with us, shoot us a call. My cell phone number is 219-308-3808. Shoot a text, hello at larksite.com. Um, if texting me personally is, you know, seems crazy.
0: But um, true. Reclaim Nine. And just so we're clear to everybody listening to this, you know, I just don't <laughs> want to be left out on this deal, but my cell phone number is 219 308 <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I might sound like Tony when you answer. <laughs> but but just there's no just no is me. Nope. I'm just kidding.
1: You <laughs> might be surprised um to know that you are gifted, that Jesus is living in you, that he has you living in a particular time and a place mm-hmm. um for a reason. He's put people around you. And to discover that, to not let, you know, the church in the West as it is right now to dictate what is ministry, what isn't ministry and how it ought to go, but really church as an identity, looking around at the, at the places where you exist and occupy, and then looking at Ephesians four and saying, Jesus, how are you living your life through me? What is, what is, how is my heart in sync with yours for people? And how do I lean into, how do I start leaning into that?
0: Man, that's a great way to put it. Very simple and very pointed and true. I think you're right. And I think also, if you haven't grabbed a copy of Reclaim and you're listening to this, feel free. Because one of the things I love about this chapter, which is hard to get into on a podcast, is just all the rooted language in it, right? There, there is a little bit of that kind of diving into, like, man, the Greek actually says this. Sure. Sure right? You start to see like, oh, and the purpose of this is not just to minister to this person, but like the actual equipping of them to go walk in these things that I do. And mm-hmm. there's a result that comes from this body of Christ, all right, At work. Mm-hmm. When it operates with Jesus expressing himself in and through us versus all of us doing a bunch of things for him. Mm-hmm. A big difference there. Yeah. Um, And there's a result of that, right? There's a purpose behind that. There's a design of that and again you'll notice that in the chapter for sure where that's unpacked in some pretty cool and clear ways i feel like and, i mean there's even some other topics we've kicked around you know that we could even get into here in the future i mean leadership right like that's a big one dude like what 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 do we do with this leadership thing man mm-hmm. worship what 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 about that one
1: yep spiritual growth
0: yep yeah. so
1: sanctification
0: it's um uh, I was reading
1: um you know what I want to get into next is uh we got to do Galatians at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. Because dude, I found the nugget of freaking nuggets in Galatians. Ro, ro. I'm not I'm not sharing it right now, but I will tell you when this podcast is over. Thanks for joining us uh yes. on the cast. Good conversation. This concludes uh our conversation of reclaim and i hope you were encouraged again grab a copy reach out we'd love to meet you um and we'd love to be a friend to you as you're wrestling through some of these things
0: and before we go before we go my number is 773-332-0926 man feel free to reach out anytime seriously how
1: hard how hard was that for you
0: Oh, it went hard. I was just having fun earlier when you shared yours. I didn't want to follow it and be like, oh
1: yeah, yeah, mine, mine, mine. just so we're clear mine is well. Also-
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, seriously, we're I will let here I will let help.
1: people know that I have six hundred and seventy four unread text messages. Um so yes, yeah. please reach out. But Let's just be, be honest. Don't man. be mad.
0: Don't be mad at me if I'm a bad friend. <laughs> Let's be honest. We do love to have these conversations. I'm a. I'm. I'm more available than Tony is. Um, I have a separate business that I'm running. Uh, but if you really want to get a call scheduled, on a serious note, go to the website larksite.com. Yes. You can get reclaimed there, but you can you can actually schedule a time, and we have someone on our team named Jameson. <laughs> And I prompt, actually
1: want to get a hold of somebody. That is the to get a text,
0: Tony. And we can hop on call, we can chat, we can do all that. But um, yes, yeah, dude, isn't it cool, man, to walk through these truths and then at the end of it, find find the find the <laughs> courage to be brave enough to go. <laughs> but I might be a bad friend. <laughs>
1: It's not I that, know. Not <laughs> that <laughs> i might be a bad friend i am a bad friend in a
0: lot of ways i'm a bad friend well it's hard to be a friend abroad so it's yeah true. but i guess for you it's like even hard like just next door it's, true. it's so true <laughs> oh man all right man too funny all right till next time cheers, cheers.